making the album. Yeah, I'm um, a little disappointed, but not very surprised. Yeah, I can imagine that he might be surprised because it's probably the first not great thing that's happened to him since becoming the president. Well, I mean, he did also get fired from being the president. So I don't know. I don't know if he seemed pretty psyched, though. He was like, he was like, fuck yes, early retirement. Fuck y'all, I took all the money, haha. -ha. Early retirement, kind, but I mean, the man is, what, in his 70s? I always wonder, why do people elect really old dudes? He, uh, that's a good question, but Jacob Zuma looks really good for his age. He does, man. Um, turns out the gravy train is also the fountain of youth. Yes, except apparently for Donald Trump, who looks awful. Yeah, hey? But then he was born into... But that's the thing, he doesn't spend his millions on like three Michelin star luxury gourmet. He, he's just still chomping down them cheeseburgers. The real man of the people. That's his idea of like a fine cooked dinner is a good old spread of McDownloads. McDownload the fat into your body cells. <laughs> I guess that does it for our biannual episode. President, president's check-in. President's check-in. Let's see what the old rich dudes are doing. Bringing us full circle yes. to our B-side production, B Positive. Tales. Positive. Oh. The Positive B-Movie Podcast. Is that your I'm running for senator in the American South voice? Yes. I promise to reduce the number of A-rated films and increase the number of <laughs> B-rated films produced in this great state of ours. Uh, would you vote for me? Uh, yes. I would illegally vote for you. Dope. By the way, I'm Fraser. I'm Louis. And yeah, welcome back to the most positive show on the inter-fucking-web. Yeah, we're very, very positive. Always have an optimistic outlook. Always looking for that silver lining. Just finding it wherever we can. And you know what they say about silver lining? It's pretty thin. <laughs> you know what? Looking at the dark cloud, there's a lot more dark cloud than there is silver lining. That's true. It's definitely not like the intestines where it looks just like a bunch of stuff. But if you lay it out, like end to end, it goes pretty far. But I would say that the darkness in the cloud would stretch further than that old silver lining. Absolutely. And, and those are just scientific facts, real facts proven by science. Nine out of 10 dentists agree. Yes. The cloud is bigger than the lining. So just before we get into today's episode, I just want to do a couple of shout outs. Shout them out. Uh, because we've been re receiving reviews on that old iTunes, which it's yes. tough. It's tough to find the reviews or maybe they're just like ratings. I don't know. It's weird because I think some show up 
in the app, and some show up on the website. Yeah. I don't think there's like one centralized place where all the reviews go. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, I'll keep looking. I've been working on the tech side or the online side of the podcast in the past couple of yes. days. So I hope to improve our service. So first shout out would go to from Twitter, shouting out to Bradley J Cornish. Thanks for getting in touch with us. My boy. And thank you for your kind words and for suggesting a film that we're totally going to do in the future called Mr. Freedom. Yeah, we're definitely doing it after our Chinese New Year February celebration. And may you have a blessed year of the pig, Bradley J. Cornish. <laughs> that sounds... I mean, that is what it is. And it is a It is wish, what it is. But it sounds, it sounds a little bit like a curse. It does, but it's not. And speaking of curses... It's not. That brings us to today's <laughs> episode. Nice segue, Luik. Thank you. I set it up. Today we are discussing the Shaw Brothers classic from 1975, Black Magic. <laughs> yes, we are. Now, before you get excited about a Shaw Brothers production with a lot of kung fu and a lot of wire work, and a lot of epic action sequences. This is not that. No, no, no. This is one of the Shaw Brothers' uh, supernatural horror films. I didn't even know they did those. Yeah, right? They're, they're pretty much only famous for, for the kung fu stuff. And we are doing the next episode will be more kung fu-y. But I felt that just, for, just to start us off, um, I wanted to break the stereotypical mold a little bit. I wanted to bring us into yes. the realm of obscurity, which is where I usually uh, splash about in the films and go, ooh, look at this. No, I mean, if there's one thing we're known for, it is our obscurity. So niche. Um, we, we are obscure. The films we talk about are obscure. Every aspect of this whole situation is, is a little bit obscure. I guess even our listeners are obscure but if you think about it by the definition of obscured as in not fully visible because they yes. are um somewhere else and they're listening to our disembodied voices Aye. okay so <laughs> black magic is like i said 1975 Shaw brothers film it's about yes. witch doctors and medicine men well a witch doctor and a medicine man duking it out yep uh whilst getting involved in some in some people's lives in the 70s yep in kuala lumpur oh yeah it's in kuala lumpur i did not know that. yeah they did not shoot in hong kong well i guess they never they didn't shoot in hong kong a lot because um it's cheaper. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to film in Malaysia. And um, yeah, they might have done some sets in Hong Kong, but I'm also not sure about that. We follow a couple of people in this film. The first person that we do see and who we end up following um, the main... I, would he be the antagonist in this film? Because he does seem to be yeah. a protagonist. Yeah, so we're kind of what? following the villain in this. Because... Yeah, well, we start with... 
yeah, a sequence of the the witch doctor, you know, um, Shan Dianmai. Death cursing. Say, say again. Uh, so his name is Shifu Shan Dianmai. Uh, we're probably gonna butcher these pronunciations. But yeah, so a lady comes to him and asks him uh. to death curse her husband and her husband's girlfriend. And he voodoo dolls them first into making sweet love and then just stabs the shit out of them and kills them both. It is at this point, though, that we are introduced to Shifu Fu Rong, who then proceeds to do supernatural battle with... Um, Shifu Jianmi. Yes. I just checked the, the IMDB page. So it is Shifu Jianmi. Shifu just means master. It's it's like a catch-all term uh, okay. for a master. Yeah. Even like a handyman here in China is called Shifu. Okay. Well, that's good. That's respectful. Yeah, it's, it is an honorific. So they proceed to do battle and they're not actually even speaking in Chinese anymore. They're just doing this like... This, this like... Yeah, Speed rap of nonsense words as this is yeah, my yeah, magic yeah. spell. I have to admit also that I watched this film dubbed. All it's right. the only version I could get my hands on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not great voice acting. I'm sure I'm sure the original Chinese is much better. Uh yeah, I watched it in the original Chinese and well with subs obs, but I was yeah, yeah, yeah. pleasantly surprised to um, notice that I understood most of the film, actually. All the, most of the Chinese I got. I was like, wow, I'm actually watching this in Chinese and understanding slightly. That's uh, incredible. Some of it was too fast. So Shifu Furong lays that supernatural smackdown on, on Jian Mi, who then flees the scene after being horribly burnt by his holy magic. Yes. We then change up to uh, following... Shu Nuo, an engineer who works at, I don't know, just some random construction site where safety has not been invented yet because everyone on the construction site is dressed very fashionably, uh, wearing hard hats, but then also not tethered to the skyscraper that they are building and running around on. Which no, man. Is For what? Safe, Waste of time. Sa safety? Waste of resources. Okay. All right. No, no safety. <laughs> yeah, so Engineer Shu then, and his name is really Shu, X-U, Shu. True. He phones his fiance Chu Ying, who is a preschool teacher, much like myself. They set an appointment to meet up and, I don't know, do something. And on his way... Yeah, they're engaged to be married. Yes. Uh, the wedding is soon... Uh, on his way out of the construction site, though, Shu is blocked and accosted by... Lu Yin. Yeah, Luo Yin. It's not actually Yin, it's Ying. Luo Ying. Oh. See, I, I think they also mispronounced the names in the dub. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going, like, I, I wrote it down. Lo so Yin. I wrote it down phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, from the dub, their names are much, very much simplified and bastardized. So Shu is just Sulo in the... Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay, so he tells her that he is engaged and not interested in uh, Luo Ying, who is like a rich heiress, I guess. And also... Yeah, I think she owns the 
building that they're building. She's funding it and or developing it. How, what, however the case may be. She's, she's a very rich millionaire widow. Shu gets in his car, blows her off, drives off to meet his fiance, uh, but uh, Luo Ying plants like her powder uh, thing. Her compact, yeah. Yeah, like a, that, that thing with the mirror and the makeup inside. I don't know what it's called. Uh, I've it's never called used one. Oh, it's called good, a good, good. <laughs> yeah, you see, you even told me the name and I was like, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. What is this? <laughs> she leaves him alone. Shu then goes on, meets his fiance. She finds the compact and is like, dude, are you sneaking around behind my back? He's like, never. You've been w- walking around town? We then meet our next character called Jia Jie, who is... Once more? Jia Jie. Jia Jie. Yeah, I'm look. I'm sorry. My... I'm sorry. I'm probably butchering the butchering these names too. Like I have a tiny amount of experience, but like I don't know what tones any of these things are in. So this dude is creeping on Luoying, who is not interested, as she is interested in Shu. So Jia Jie goes yeah. to see our boy Shifu Jianmi, who then offers to cast a love spell for him, and he does so. Yeah. It fucking works. But he also like. He has to roofie Luoying, and then yeah, it's weird. But once he roofies her, and the magic takes effect, uh, she sleeps with him. The next day, she's upset. She's like, "Dude, what the fuck happened? Why are you in my bed?" He tells her of the magic of uh, Jianmi, and she's like, "This is how I'm gonna yeah. get me some shoe." <laughs> so she goes to see uh, Shifu Jianmi. And after some mild, mild grave robbing, plus desecration of a dead body. Uh-huh. Actually, Mi- isn't it the body of one of the people he killed in the first scene? It feels like it. I don't know. I, w- I wasn't paying that close attention. I was just like, why are you burning her chin with a candle? Yeah, and, and specifically her chin. is the, yeah, yeah. That's the sweet spot for burning a corpse. To make the milk come out of her mouth. Yeah. Odd. Uh, I kind of blocked that that bit out, but hey. okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about science, man. That's just how it works. <laughs> it's just, I mean, there's a button on the gin, but you got to heat it up. So <laughs> following this like desecration of the body, Shifu Jianmi does something that we see him do earlier in the film as well, which is get very gropey with his client and uh-huh. extract some milk from her breast in order to complete the potion. There is some very uncomfortable groping, followed by just the completion of the ritual. Luo Ying then goes to Shu. Where where does she meet him? She meets him like some It's um, at fucking Shu's wedding. Yeah, she goes to Shu's wedding, but the spell's already taking effect. So backtrack a little bit. She has to plant a box of just creepy-ass shit in Shu's room. Some teeth and a finger. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Mi then promises that once these rot with maggots, the spell will take, mm-hmm. take hold of Shu. So she goes to his apartment building, 
bribe someone because she, as she says, money can get you anywhere, gets a key to his apartment yeah. and then proceeds to get drunk or pretends to be drunk in his room. Uh, when he gets home one night, uh, she plants this magic item in underneath his bed. Uh, he chases her out. Okay, she leaves. The magic takes effect. He's slightly zombified. He goes to his wedding. He seems really out of it. Like the the priest yeah. uh, is asking him, like, do you take chewing to as your wife? Bruh, shoe, homie, look at me. Why are you so pale? Why are you looking off in the distance? Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, super chilled. Like, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, of um, course, of course. Yeah. Of course, man. Yeah, chewing, pretty, pretty cool cat. So, Luoying then arrives. This is a very complicated plot. Luoying arrives at his wedding, roofies him, and he immediately runs off with her, completely disinterested. Yes. He's, like, seeing people having mutilated faces, and he's horrified. So, he goes off with Luoying. They're hooking up on the reg. Uh, Chewing starts to investigate this because what the fuck? Yeah. Luoying then yeah, has Jianmi cast a death spell on Chewing so that she doesn't get in the way. Yeah. She's not satisfied with just stealing her man. It's just greedy, man. Yep. Come on. Chewing then starts to get swollen up with these red fucking worms, which are now killing her. Uh, the doctors yep. have no idea what's going on. They're like, these worms are going to her heart. This is overs. So Mr. Fung, like a butler or something, I'm not sure, but he suggests they go see Mr. Furong, Shifu Furong, who is obviously the practitioner of good magic as opposed to yep. bad, naughty Shifu Jianmi. So they go to see him and he's like, this can only be the work of Jianmi. He casually lifts this curse and then gets fully involved in... Um, undoing all the harm that Jianmi has caused. So they yeah. then go to Luoying's house. Some words are traded. And that's when Jianmi shows up, Furong shows up, and we get our climactic wizard battle where Jianmi now has this burnt skull that he uses yeah. as like his talisman to focus his power. And Furong, what does Furong have? He's just chanting. He's like... Well, okay, so Xiaomi has, he has a skull, then he has a littler skull in, a, in the middle of a convex mirror, and then he has another shrunken head with some snakes. A Medusa um, thing. And these all, yeah. And um, what's his name? Good, good magic man? Uh, Fu Rong. Fu, Fu Lo is what, Fu Rong. He has a dagger, like a wavy dagger. Oh, yeah. Wand. And he uses that to summon lightning. Yeah. I think, did we skip Shu's lobotomy? <laughs> I was going to get to that later. I was lightly skipping yeah, over his okay. lobotomy. Well, kind of, because there's like a bunch of cursing and counter cursing and recursing and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a like, fucking mess. Just a lot of shit happening. Like, it's, it's insane. But yeah, so they magic fight on top of the skyscraper with yeah. their talismanic powers yeah and man john me is pulling out all the stops because he got his ass handed to him in the previous magic duel uh, and this time he's not going down without a fight he's no. like you said he brought all his toys he pulls out every kind of fucking scary face he can shoots little laser beams and shit and then still 
pukes up a lot of blood. Yep. I, he dies, right? He fucking bites it. Yeah, yeah. He bites it as well as uh, Lo Yin. Oh, yeah. Lo Yin caught in the crossfire and takes the brunt of one of Fu Rong's attacks. She is then disfigured and then later like insta decomposes right yeah i think he put like a it's like a super speed aging yeah situation furong does not take shit but he does look so cuddly he's mm-hmm. such an old round old man he's a much nicer guy than Xiaomi. Yeah, yeah yeah but like don't fuck with him do not yeah then we get our happily ever after where shu and chewing are back together uh, Shu's best friend, who is helping Chewing the whole time, is also still there. And Fu Rong is victorious, and he just got mad XP for finally slaying Jianmi. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's black up. magic. He fucking leveled up. Yeah, so, and it plays us out with some funky 70s tunes. Yeah. Basically in this film, because we did Night Drive recently, and we were talking about Sangormas versus Witch Doctors. So, yeah. in the context of this film, we can see Fu Rong as a Sangorma. Who is, he's a healer, uh, he uses his magic for good, and you can see Jian Mi as then a Witch Doctor. Dude's evil. Yes. Yeah, he's a bad bruh. Yeah. He's, I think, purely motivated by greed. Yeah. The only thing he really cares about is getting stacks he charges a lot of money for his services and if you don't pay up you die so that's um in fact when what's the skeevy dude's name again who was in love with uh lo yin jia 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 he goes to get love potion for uh lo yin but uh xiaomi already knows that there's no way this dude can ever afford my services yeah and that's why the spell only lasts one night and then also why he dies from drinking the bloody coconut yeah yeah i mean there's so much to this film uh where are we gonna start tugging at threads like do you want to discuss jaja's character like we've we've started i guess we can yeah we can talk a bit more about him he's He's kind of one component of this awful love triangle. Yeah. Where he's in love with Lo, Lo and Lo's in love with Shu, and Shu's in love with Chu Ying. Uh, Chu Ying. And it, it, it's just a mess. Well, it's technically not a love uh, triangle, it's more of a love square. It kind of, it, although Chu Ying is not really involved with anyone else, she is the only one who's just like, I like one person and I'm already with him, I don't need to. Yeah, I guess Jaja is the same, where he's only into Lo Ying. Uh, so it's more of a love Z. <laughs> but yeah, so he's kind of the triggering event because he's the one that introduces Lo Ying to Chanmi. Yeah, he gets the he's whole black magic He's also the one who witnesses rolling. the weird uh, rice ritual. Yes. Um, now... Which is <laughs> now you'll know, Louis. Like you can tell the <laughs> listeners. Before we watch this movie, I told you I was skipping ahead through the copy I had, uh, just to check if everything was there and if the subtitles worked. And I told you there was some shocking footage, and some absurdity. Mm. And I was in fact talking about the weird crotch rice incident. Yes. <laughs> 
1975 crutch rice incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, rice gate. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Every time Xiaomi does this ritual, he does it differently. I don't know. Maybe I, yeah. you know, every, every customer is a little different. But Xiaoje goes to visit him and spies on him through his window while he's working with this other woman. And he... He does the breast milk and the hair and the blood. A lot of like bodily things go into these rituals. And he just takes a big whopping handful of rice, just slaps it onto her crotch while he finishes the ritual. Then he takes the rice back and wraps it up in a leaf and says, when, when your boyfriend eats this rice, he will fall in love with you forever. Wow. Uh, it's it's wow. like... It's very, it's a very graphic scene, and then also you can see Jianmi taking a lot of fucking pleasure in this scene. He's very into it. Yeah, I don't think we have to say too much about it. It is obviously, <laughs> a, it's obviously chauvinist. It's obviously uh, objectifying the actress. But yeah, my pet theory is like just to explain it in the narrative is that because the ritual is different every time, it implies that the ritual part is actually largely unnecessary. There are a few key ingredients to this love potion that repeat every time. There, you need some blood, you need some hair, and what else? You, like the, some corpse part. Sort of the breast milk. You see, no, the corpse part is not in it every time. Yeah, but the breast milk's also not in it every time. When Jia Jie is putting the love potion on Luo Ying, he doesn't actually. Oh yeah, need well he doesn't milk. have breast milk, of course. Yeah, no. He just gets blood. No, he just gets hair and a footprint. Not even a footprint, yeah. a shoe print. Uh, yeah, fucking just whatever. So I would say that hair is really all you need. The rest is just to feed Jian yeah. Mi's weird kinky fetishes the rice thing maybe that wasn't even like part of the service maybe he was just having fun what can we do here as yeah. a like a evil because Batman. i mean he's he's also very into monetary greed isn't his only greed yeah uh because there's a point in the film where he also spikes uh Luo Yin to sleep with him yes after he's now entrapped shu he spikes Lo Yin and she sees him as a younger, more attractive version of yeah. himself. With like combed hair and a suit. Basically, that's that's yes. the difference. That's the big difference. Yeah, so he is a sex offender, big time. He is a murderer. Yep. He is a grave yep. robber. Yep. He just ticks all the boxes of all the fucked up shit you would imagine that like, Someone into dark magic yeah. would be into that sort of shit. So, and he's making mad stacks off of it. He really is, man. But he does seem to be mainly paid in golden hoop earrings with a bit of jade on yeah. it. That's like his main character. A lot of bangles and necklaces, and well, he he also asks uh, Jean Jay for a gold bar the size of the skull. Yeah, which is obviously a ridiculous request, even if he was rich. Where would he find a gold bar like that? That's insane. Yeah. Can't I just EFT it to you? Can I just do, you, do you have a PayPal? Direct deposit it. Mr. Jan Can I PayPal it? 
Yeah, so like at the heart of this film, it's really about sexual assault. The weird powder that they have to put into the drink of the person to get the yeah. love spell to kick in. That's straight up uh, like a Rohypnol reference. And I don't know if Rohypnol was around. Yeah, I I'd say the main theme and the main message of this film is to not accept drinks from people you don't trust. Yeah. Zhang Zhe spikes Lu Yin, Lu Yin spikes Xu, uh, and then uh, Xiaomi spikes Lu Yin, then Xu gets spiked again after he's been lobotomized. Yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> Poor fucking Xu. How does that because, okay, so he runs away with Lo Yin. Yeah. He refuses to acknowledge uh, his actual fiance, now wife. Yeah, chewing. And then they kind of get him back, but then he starts losing it. Oh, yeah, he goes to the construction site and he just like... Yeah. Totally flips. Fucker turns into a tiny Godzilla and freaks out on that shit. Yeah, man. he's just like pulling things down. He's not wearing a hard hat. No... Safety regulations being followed at all. Two police cars and two police motorbikes show up to subdue him. And immediately, right away, they wheel him into the operating theater and cut open his skull to take care of that pesky brain. Yeah, um, it was a different time. <laughs> it's really, and then after he's been lobotomized, they're like, the doctors don't know what's wrong with him. They can't get a diagnosis. I'm like, shouldn't y'all figure maybe that out have first? a diagnosis before brain surgery? <laughs> no, well, I mean, look, it, it, the way I see it is, I see the, the officers like, oh, so you're causing a disturbance, eh? Well, there's only one solution yeah. for a public nuisance. A ruffian ship. We cut out your prefrontal cortex. That'll fix ya. Well, I mean, he does look a lot better after the lobotomy. He looks a lot healthier. <laughs> yeah, but then also, like, directly after the lobotomy, Fu Rong breaks his curse. Well, we say directly, but it's actually three months later. I didn't There's notice like any time There's, like, a crazy time jump. Hectic. They wheel him out, and he's with Chu Ying, and they've got some groceries, and it's like, oh, fine, they're, they're gonna be happy together. And he's like, he says... After three months here, I can't wait to get back home. I'm like, jeez, three months? Don't just drop that on me. That's a weirdly long time. Give me a title card or something. Yeah, yeah. There was, like the construction doesn't seem to have progressed in that time at all. No. Uh, but anyway, so he's sitting out there drinking like a... They're lost without their shoe. <laughs> they lost their shoe. Oh. <laughs> he's he's sitting outside drinking like a, a Fanta orange or something. And Chan Mi comes by in like the worst disguise he's literally just put a big straw hat on yeah pretty um, much <laughs> and he spikes him again and he flips out once more <laughs> he goes back to Lu Yin. yeah and they're like oh we're going we're going on a around the world trip yeah we're it's leaving now one thing i want to mention which like made me deeply uncomfortable while watching the movie is Luo Ying has a dog, this really nice, cute German Shepherd, yes. who just seems really happy to be on set, doesn't look menacing when it's time <laughs> to look menacing. Happy it's to just, have work. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, a blue-collar dog. But then there's a scene that requires Shu to fight this dog. And yes, 
he proceeds to attack and viciously beat, like legitimately viciously attack this dog. And you can see from the dog's body language that it doesn't think it's playing. It's freaking out, tail between the legs, trying to run away. Uh, and I feel bad for the dog in that scene. I just like it was I don't very know. I uncomfortable. Didn't, I didn't read it like that at all. It looked like he was just kind of awkwardly it's like cuddling with the dog, but trying to make it look aggressive. Yeah, but he does roll down some stairs with the dog and he's like got it gripped in a headlock. I don't know. It was just not if this film were made today that scene would have not happened. But then also the rice crotch also would not have happened. I don't know if this movie would have happened. Yeah. It may be, you know what, it, it might have been more hardcore. They'd oh, have yeah. had like three attack dogs. But then like the dogs would actually be trained and not just somebody's pet who wandered onto set and they were like, we are using this dog. This dog is a talent. No, well, the dog's pretty good, tra tr pretty well trained, or it looks like it during the other scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while I was watching this, I got the sense that between uh, Shifu Furong and Shifu Jianmi, there is a sort of roadrunner wily e. coyote yeah or a tom and jerry there's a there's a cartoon sort of feel to it where not even once do we get the sense that Jianmi is in fact a match for furong in any way it is right from the beginning it's established yeah. that furong is the superior wizard be that by virtue yeah. of being a, a practitioner of good magic or just experience or just the fact that he's more organized i don't know but he's never shown to be in fear yeah jean me gets by through like underhanded means by being sneaky or running away yeah yeah whereas furong always yeah he faces it head on yeah yeah and yeah his magic seems to be much more powerful he's a bit of a boy scout he's got the or a girl scout he's got the captain america vibe Notice how I didn't yeah. bring up Batman this time. Thank you. Although you just did. <laughs> I did. I know. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but Furong also is supposedly impeccably good, but he does kill an innocent woman. Well, not innocent, but a woman. Well, that's the thing, in though. In the first scene. Like, I don't think Furong is necessarily merciful. He knows what Lo no, Ying has not. done. He's uh, been... Yeah, I mean, he kills Lo Ying. Yeah. But he also kills in the first scene when he first attacks Xiaomi's house. Xiaomi has the, the lady who paid him to kill her cheating husband tied up in his house. Yes. Um, and Furong... Collapses Magic the house collapses the house so she yeah. was but then she is also the person who paid for for the murders so. yeah i think furong is slow to anger but once you have caught his ire woe be unto you because yeah, you did furong has no mercy if you do something bad furong is gonna drop a house on you or lightning or just like make you <laughs> spit up blood make me real old Oh, and old and wrinkly and oh. Furong is kind of like the Punisher in that sense where yeah. he's almost an anti-hero because he's not good per se. He's just aligned with not casting death curses and stuff mm. unless you cast it on. And when, when he does, yeah. Yeah. He's just on, on the other side. 
in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just on Shu's side. Yeah, I don't think like we can really attach morality to him because Furong does not actually have a speaking role yeah. all that much. He's got like a mumbling role. Yes, that he does. <laughs> Um, so that's actually like the last thing I want to mention. Uh, I don't know if you've got more stuff, but the last thing I want to talk about is the portrayal in this film of magic and the sounds that Furong and Jianmi make when they are doing this magic and then also the portrayal of yeah. religion in the film. Because in the movie, you do see Achu and uh, Chewing's wedding. They're having like a Catholic or a Protestant type ceremony the classic the christian one and that's done you know pretty accurately it was just odd seeing that in a language like chinese well yeah i guess you you watched the dub so it was uh, yeah it is a bit weird but i think it is also because hong kong was so thoroughly colonized by the british that their religion also yeah had a foothold whereas in china for a long time i think religion was banned and in recent years, they became more tolerant. And then now, again, they're like, okay, get this concept out of the country. It's not, it's not working for us. So at least in mainland China at the moment, the people here don't actually have much of a concept of religion and how it works. To some of the people I've spoken to, they kind of see Christianity as a form of magic sure. that they talk about. They really, really want to convert to Christianity because they want their wishes granted, which is kind of the perception oh, that, boy. you know, that's common to find here among people who are not religious scholars, which I guess nobody here really is. Not in my city, at least, not that I know of. But yeah, they'll have these odd notions about religion, which is fair enough. I mean, it, it, they really don't have to know about Christianity. Yeah. It's not part of their heritage or anything. From the outside looking in, there is a lot of ritual. There is a lot of asking for things and saying thank you for things. Yeah. So it makes sense to, to see it as a sort of magic. Which I guess, you know, it is. It is, yeah. Magical thinking. Yeah, exactly. Magical thinking. And then what happens is that, uh, and I know there's a bit of a tangent, but the connection that I'm coming to is that the way that Furong casts his spells and the way that the Chinese people I've met and who've, well, I never speak to them about uh, religion because I'm technically not allowed to, uh, but sometimes they'll bring it up and they'll talk about religion. And then they always like to depict praying or anything. They clasp their hands together in the classic, you know, praying pose or whatever. Yeah. And then they start making it like waving their hands around a little bit and then making the same noises that Furong was making, you know, as though they're casting a yeah. spell. And then to them, that's pretty much what religion is. And then they laugh and... That's <laughs> <laughs> a great time. Whereas Xiaomi's uh, ritual magic involves a lot more bowing. It's the, the kind of, I am not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy. He is more um, placating some, I guess, dark force where Furong is commanding yeah. the powers of, of light. Yeah, they have those distinctive ways of casting their spells. Furong also has a flute. Oh, yeah, yeah. He which does, does not have. Does beat up Jianmi with his sick beats with his um smooth jazz improvisation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, this film was fun. I, I enjoyed watching this film. It was weird. It was a rough ride, but I had fun. It was fun. I feel like I, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but I did enjoy watching it. So, Louis, if you had to yes. rate this film out of... Seven spiked drinks. Yeah, that's I like that. How many drinks would you spike for Black Magic? I'm going to give it an even-handed four out of nice. seven. Okay, okay. Uh, I like it. It's a little bit over 50%. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. I I will give it four as well. Plus, I'll be spiking myself just to make it fair. Okay. Um, are you gonna are you gonna cast the love I you know what that's what I'm gonna do that's how I'm gonna improve my self-esteem yeah I'm going to find someone to cast a love spell on me for me guess uh, you just go and you're like hey uh, I would really like to love myself yeah could you cast a love spell on me so that I may love myself that's when the Sangoma or the witch doctor gets real sad and just hugs you and go like oh buddy yeah like oh that's so sad yeah so and then pathetic. they and then they rip uh, out your hair and claw like a hole into your chest and do the magic i mean uh, well that's the thing it's a lot easier because i don't have to set up some kind of elaborate trap to get someone's hair and blood yeah yeah you can roof yourself you can uh, extract your own bodily parts uh, own breast milk your own breast milk uh, which luckily jianmi's got that fucking breast milk potion so you I wonder what would happen if I was yeah. if I were to drink that shit. Would I then lactate? You would lactate, my friend. That would be amazing. I know. You just go around feeding babies. All right, I'll, I've got a thing to say about lactation uh, just before we close. But oh, no. <laughs> right before that, next time on Be Positive, we are watching another Shaw Brothers classic and one of my favorite films from my childhood. Crippled Yay. Avengers. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah. This one will be very kung fu -y, a lot of wire work, and also more not PC stuff in this, in Crippled Avengers. Okay. But you could probably guess that from the title. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Stay Scary, on Facebook, we're at Stay Scary. Keep an eye on your on your podcast feed because we might change our RSS feed in the near future. So just keep an eye on it. If you yeah. do lose our feed, just resubscribe. I apologize for it. Keep the five-star ratings coming. Review us, you know, just, just drop a review in the old iTunes. Contact us. We love talking to you. We'll shout out your name on the air. Uh, well, I guess we on will the, on the web. And then as always, you stay scary. There is nothing spookier than crotch rice. Oh yeah, fuck, that reminds me. Uh, like while Shu is just going into his like fever dreams and discovering the magic yeah, within yeah. him, uh, he has this dream where he's surrounded by four, like they're obviously like quite ghostly. They're painted Sp gray. women on trampolines. Yeah, they're bouncing. And those aren't fucking, <laughs> those aren't ghosts. Those aren't women, Louis. Those are vampires. What? Vampires. No. Yeah. That's those so are the traditional. Why are they jumping on trampolines? The, those aren't the trampolines. Those are them legs. Because uh, um, the traditional Chinese vampire actually stiffens up with rigor mortis as time passes. So eventually they can only yeah. hop, hop towards you with stiff arms. What? So like if you want to freak out a Chinese kid, you stick your arms out. 
and hop towards them stiff-legged and they're like it's a vampire That's run hilarious. and it's, it's quite I, cute and like the parents laugh um i thought that uh what they were doing is kind of having these women jump on trampolines behind bushes and then trying to cut around the jumping to make it look like they're yeah. flying that's yeah. what i thought was happening there yeah yeah i'm mean, a little bit of context helps for that scene um Oh yeah, the thing yeah. I wanted to say about breast milk, right? Now that uh, oh yes, please. Now that we're running out of time, is that like breast milk is really good for like exercise recovery because the human body really? absorbs it very well. It's full of protein. It's full of growth hormone, which is good for muscles and might nice. also cause cancer. Oh. Yeah, not so good. And it's good, full of really good fats. It's probably like the best recovery drink. And if I were ever to get into bodybuilding, I would drink a lot of human milk because I think it's probably better than any protein shake out there. Uh, you just have to train quite a lot because um, it is very rich in nutrients. Would you be drinking your own milk or someone else's? If I could, I would drink my own milk. I would totally like drink that potion and I would drink my own milk. But also, like, I would drink someone else's milk if, if it's willingly given or I, I purchase you were, it. You I wouldn't want to coerce someone out of there. No, never, possible. never, never, never. Um, it would have to be like a business transaction. They would have to set up without any, like, push from me. They would set up this business. They'd be like, hey, I'm selling my breast milk. I produce this product. Uh, here's fucking whatever. I don't have any any, like, transferable <laughs> diseases. I, I just want, like, a reliable source. I want a reliable, clean source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who like wants to do that and it's their passion to sell milk. That would be so dope. And I would be hella jacked. <laughs> like a baby. Like, like a, big a fucking baby. baby. Well, babies, dude, babies actually pound for pound are stronger than horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they grow up so fast. Yeah.